My name's Dave and this is going to be a very late, under-promised uh, recording, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I did say I was going to record a few in January, I mean, I'm in February, but we'll, we'll kind of uh, push that to a side, so to speak. But in all fairness, uh, I'm on the mic now, so it just it's just taking its time. I'd like to say... Um, a big thanks to the people that have been uh, battling me on social media to try and get back on the mic and keep doing what I've been doing. Um, I do appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I do enjoy speaking to the mic, but sometimes it just... When life jumps in front of you, you don't really need to vent as much and you need to just keep doing what you're doing in life. And I think... Uh, that's pretty much what happened in my life, so for a period of time, a couple of weeks, months, whatever. Life just there uh, was a bit easier on me. Um, a few updates. I mean, there's a big mega update. Probably the only update I've really got. No, there's a few, but this is the main one. Um, I don't know if anyone knows, but um, oh, by the way, <laughs> before I keep blabbering on, welcome to Spawning Sense of Freedom. My name's Dave. I'm your host, and this is, I'd like to say episode one, season one, but I don't think it is. I think it's episode one, season, I do not know. So, it's pretty much, if you've been listening to, to well, any episode before, it's pretty much, um, there's no clause on it. It's, it is what it is. You speak what you speak, you think what you think, you do what you do. So this is pretty much it in my eyes. And uh, yeah, there's a few days of my life. Again, yes, again, I've changed jobs. And to be honest with you, I, I, I did it for the right reasons in my head. Maybe the right reason, wrong reasons, sorry, in my subconscious state. Maybe I don't know. But I've changed jobs and I've gone back down to uh, Monday to Friday. Nine hours a day. Done, dusted, no weekend jobby, and it's pure to the fact is my love for Hull City, my local football team here, Hull City, so I support them through and through. I go to the games every home game, and I'll try and get to as many away games that I can, and doing the jobs that I was previously doing, I was struggling anyway to do any, sometimes the home games were struggling on a Saturday because they wanted me in. So I'm now uh, signed with a new recyclable company, um... And I'm doing Monday to Friday, and there is an option there for Saturday, Sunday, and of course I've said uh, no and no to both of them, and I will keep saying no and no going forward, but it's a good little number. They gave me my own plant, my own big massive plant that apparently hasn't run for a year until I got there. And I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet or took my own toot or whatever, but my background is about plants so when I was a kid going back a step or two um, anything I got present wise for Christmas birthdays, gifts I would take apart and want to find out how that thing ran how it run, what made it work what didn't make it work and then put it back together pretty much how I got brought up in my own, in my own little bubble 
And so going on to later life, being a mechanic for four years at Volvo, he kind of progressed to the same thing. So I went to engines, engine management, electronics, steam suspension, and it just went from from A to B basically. And I ended up going towards plant running operations and stuff like that. So I went to this uh, this new firm, and they've got a big plant that's not ran for over a year. She said the person that walked me around Kira, she's not run for over a year. So I said to her, okay, that's fine. And literally, we just walked past Bruce to which it's not run for a year, and that was that was it, done, dusted. Went back to the office, went, when do you want to start? Do you want to start here? Is there something that really, would you like to be here? And all that kind of questions. I was like, yep, yep, fine, seriously, I'll, I'll start Monday. She went, brilliant, i see Monday. So start Monday. And then I started Monday, and they uh, put me on something that was pretty random, something that's not really my kind of thing, but I still did it for the shift. I, I won't first. And then on Tuesday, when I came back into the same company, I did say to Kira, the uh, the owner of the company, I said, look, I'm not being funny. Um, my my mainframe is towards that plant you've got, that bit of it. Uh, it's just sat there holding weight, doing nothing. What's gone wrong with it? what can be done with it and can you give me a chance to get it running and she went well it's a big massive uh, wash line for any old dirty old rags or anything that mechanics use or any companies that use external rags to, to clean whatever with they send it here they clean we clean it here and send it back to them so i was like that's cool that's fine um it's not run for a year any reason for that and she went i do not have a clue we just struggled with it so i did say to kira my boss's name how long would it give me to make this plant run and uh, she went well we've we've gave three employees the same chance and they failed uh and they could have stayed with the company but they ended up moving on so i'm not too sure what to say to that answer answer that question sorry so i was like oh i'll ask you again how long do you think it'll take for me to get that running and she went You've got the day, but I don't think you'll do it. So I was like, brilliant, challenge accepted. And this is me not blowing me on trumpet here. But I do strategically fault find really well. So of course I've gone to this plant, turned it all on, added the steam up and the steam to it because it uses steam for heat. And turned the journey on, everything's all turned on. And it was coming up with these setting errors. I was reading the screen, what it said, I was like, right. I need to fault find these errors and basically every line that goes to every XV, every control valve, anything on that plant is is, is number coded or labelled in any way, shape or form, it is definitely labelled. So it's come to these two errors and I'm thinking, well these are the main two errors that are striking out and not letting it start. So I went back to Kira, I said, Kira, have you got the guy that put the plant in? She went, you got his number? So yeah, of course he have. She gave me his number, I rang him up and I said, look, bang this guy up sorry i said look his name is gary so gary i'm uh, i'm at this plant at uh, this uh, local firm been here a couple of days i want to get this plant running it's coming up with these error codes and i remember it to this day b11 b12 two error codes on both rams both left-sided and right-sided what what is it so he said oh it's your sensors on your rams for your spinner so when he said that, I was like, right, yeah, okay. And I'm standing on the phone like, oh, yeah, I know what he's on about. I clearly didn't have a clue. So he said, literally, go to your rams and just check your level, your sensors. 
on your rams. And when your rams come back in, this sensor will read that it's actually come back in on its full stroke. If it doesn't read the full stroke, it thinks it's still protruding ever so slightly, so it won't work. So I need to basically position these little sensors to make sure that they believe that the, the ram that's inclining has actually inclined fully and not like three quarters or half or whatnot. So of course I got the phone call, I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Okay, we're going to instrument. You've got an idea now what it is? I went, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I still don't have a fucking clue. What back, I'm looking around this spinner, these sensors, and I'm, and I seen the one sensor, don't get me wrong, it took me, <laughs> hindsight, 12 hours to figure this out over the course of the whole thing. And I just subconsciously looked at this one sensor and this one ram and I seen it was secluded, it was, ever so slightly sticking out so I thought wait there I'll compare it to the other one I looked at the other one it was fully fully submerged in so it was fully flush so it's fine so I thought fuck that's the sense that he's on about so what I did is I moved the sensor that's uh it's uh it's hard to explain on the on on the mic what it is but it 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 reads um, a magnet inside it so if the magnet in lines with it it tells it that the the actual ram's fully fully in and not fully out and you can clearly see this ram was not fully in so i moved the sensor down literally oh god a few millimeter shut the whole thing down restarted back up so it all there uh, connected back up and then <laughs> beggar's belief went to press start and the whole thing started up and for four weeks it's been running absolutely strong as a nut i've had a few little issues but we've overcome them and it's been running all right. Only probably the last few days it's really struggled because everything's kind of sync. But that'll be a whole conversation and probably a whole different podcast. But yes, yeah, so um, I finally got down to the bottom of what was going on with it. I got it running, and the, the company was overjoyed. Um, and the tenant said, "Look, we've got massive amounts of orders that have come in to get things done and get it cleared here." Um, You've got it running. Are you happy to take them? I said, oh yeah, just throw them in. Loads of orders, throw them in. Oh by God, they did. For the first four weeks, the machine ran constantly, Monday to Friday, constantly, eight, nine hours a day. And it surplused it. It was, it was just, it laughed at it. It was fine. Um, and it ran sweet as a nut. A few little issues, like I said, but it was, it was all right in the long run. I mean, I couldn't, couldn't really complain. Um, and probably the last few days and it really went kaput. I paused it for like, I don't know, 10 minutes to go and do something else because I had to go and sort something else out on it. And then came back and it just threw his knickers on his wrist. And uh, you've got three components that speak to each other. And none of them started speaking, so I had to start doing everything in manual. And it was long-winded and really long-winded. So to the point where I've turned the owner and said, look, Kira, you need to get the fan back in and we need to reflash the whole machine. The whole thing needs reflashing because something's out of sync and something's not talking to one another. And when it manually is not happening and it's not working because it's, it's too much hard work, we need to sort it out. So we've got them coming in next week anyway. So, yeah, that's my little story with the new fan. But it worked out well. Um, I felt welcome to a certain extent. Well, that's a lie. Total lie. So, that is a definite lie. So, the firm that I work for, I'm not going to name the firm, but it's a local, It's not even a local firm, it's a family-run um, business in Hull, where I live. And 
it's one of those that I've been running for 20 plus years and they've been doing absolutely fine um, and they recycle and dispose of any um, liquids any um, anything that can't be disposed of naturally as in digging a hole in the earth and burying it um, is disposed here so sprays anything that's in a can we dispose of the liquid inside of it and the actual container is sat in any rags or anything that needs pre-washing or washing to a clean standard and sent back to the customer we do that too so they do cover a lot of aspects um, as in disposing of chemicals that really a certain amount of companies will not touch we we touch we we'll deal with them naturally and and really good to be honest with you so it's a family-run company it's been with for 20 years and of course when i've got there i'm just a normal guy that's turned up in the door and interviewed done dusted and of course the people that have been there for i don't know four five ten years well, however long they're part of the woodwork they might as well have the company name tattered on their arm in my eyes and uh yeah, so I've turned up. First day got bunged on pretty much what any normal starter would get bunged on. The shite job. And I did it. I wasn't happy. But I kept doing it. I wouldn't say I wasn't bothered, but I was. Back of me thinking I can do better than this, can do better than this, but it pays an hourly rate, it pays a good hourly rate, and in the end of the day, it was an easy job. But in my main frame, in my back of my mind, I I kind of don't like easy jobs like anything technical anything that's pushed sometimes out of my um out of my skill range sometimes i like to say and i always like to try and fault find it and i always make it into my skill range it sounds really weird and it's really hard to put it down to, to words but the amount of jobs that i've had over the last 10 years the skill range is not just what's on paper it's what you've learned over the whole 10 years of all different jobs all different regimes every company works differently so their plants are totally different the way they operate them totally different even the companies and the software are totally different so I've learned and picked up every little thing in between and like categorized it into into me I suppose so when I was doing this first day I was like oh, I'm not really happy with this it's, it's boring it's repetitive but I kept doing it and luckily enough, I was really lucky when I actually went to the owner, Kira, and I said, look, here we got this plant sat there, just, just give me a day on it, I'll get it going. And it took me four hours to get it going, four hours. And like I said previously, it's been running for four hours, uh, four hours, four weeks, sorry, ever since. And I was really happy because not only did I put myself in a position where I wasn't too sure about, but it also put pressure on me what I didn't need to do. But I also, in my head, kind of fulfilled that pressure and there was an end goal. But to put that pressure on someone, as in put it on yourself, and then actually prevail and get something going when you, you think in the back of your head you can do, that was a self-satisfaction. And I tell you, for three, four weeks it ran, oh, I slept like a log. Absolute log. And then of course it started getting issues, so now I've got to go to the fairman's trying to sort it out because it's software issues, it's a bit on my category that one. Um it's not talking, so long story going. But other than that, uh yeah, so that's the uh, the change around the job. Um mentally, anxiety, mm, up and down. I think I feel a bit lonely right now. Um without being 
too without going too much into it i've had a few girls that um you think tick the red sorry tick the box uh one of them i met on an online dating thing believe it or not i say believe it or not it's the norm now isn't it i met her on there and she was lovely she was really really down to earth and i couldn't fault anything about her to honest with you she was a uh, she was really sound um she had two kids um what name and name she was really she was a lovely lovely lass and everything i thought about was um something that i thought i really liked and then <laughs> and then slowly something went wrong i know it went wrong and it's hard to explain it without being too pessimistic about it but there was a situation that happened where how oh, could i put it on here and it really put me off and I, I don't now looking back at it I think is the reason why I overreacted but then I think to myself is the reason why I reacted like this it's oh catch 22 and I have spoke to people about it because for some reason I wasn't too sure but for the first I don't know three weeks four weeks everything was cock on Um from spending time with Jonah Day to even the nighttime progression, spot on, and everything was, was cool as a cucumber, to so to speak, it really was. And then there's one morning, um, I woke up, and of course, any man that wakes up has got a morning glory, and I've been suffering that for years, and I always have a morning glory. And I remember, <laughs> I remember warning that night, saying, look, I'm going to wake up in the morning glory. It's just one of those, I'll tell you about it, be fine. Anyway, I woke up and of course, yeah, there you go, morning glory. And she said, no, she went, oh, by the way, I'm on the blob. So I went, well, my past experience of a woman on the blob, which my ex, she was clean as a whistle. She was like, it's actually a lube in my eyes. Sorry to sound vulgar. It is. And I'm not really bothered. Fair dues kind of thing. And she was like, no, that's fine. I didn't say that to her, but in my head, I'm, I'm thinking it. So, of course, she said, she went to the bathroom, she came back, and everything's all in Godari until she called on the covers, and all I can smell was literally Yorkshire water with something that's died in the pipe. Now, if you're not from UK, Yorkshire water produces all our water. Now, every property has a, a line going to it that has clear, clean-cut, drinkable water. This one, when I lifted the covers, smelt like something that had literally died there for the last 14 weeks. And it knocked me for 10, and I just didn't know what to do. I'd either get out of the room or try and tell her straight, and literally I ran. And uh, now I understand why I feel guilty, because she did say she was on the blob, and now I spoke to other girls that said, you do smell kind of like certain terms on the blob. I've never had anyone smell on the blob in my 35, well, 20 years. So, when I smelt this, I thought, oh my God, this is totally something I'm not, it's out of my comfort zone. And yeah, of course, I smelt this and it, it scared the shit out of me. And ever since then, I just, I hate that saying, when you give someone the cold shoulder, or oh, there's a name for it in the dating thing where, ghosted, yeah, and I kind of ghosted her. And I felt bad for it, but I kind of didn't because it really did. That smell lingered in my nostrils for about three days afterwards. 
and it wasn't like a normal smell like it would smell from something going off or some meat that's gone bad in your fridge or anything it was literally like a a taps pain kind of gone off horrible it was the worst odor i probably ever smelled in my entire life and because of that it just stuck in my brain and stuck in my nostrils and i'd made the wise decision to do the ghosting thing which was maybe something i kind of regret but i kind of don't at the same time because i don't want to go for that smell ever again so me and claire never worked out and i'm now kind of happy you never did to be honest with you because some of the personalities on the girl she's a lovely girl but she, there's a lot of things that just didn't mix between me and her I've, do you know what I mean it's a long story but so yeah uh, and there's another girl at service she's uh, I've known her for god over 20 years and we've always been friends and it was like it's like now still sex with benefits and um, it's always been like that for I don't know a number of years but again same thing not the smell thing sorry it's um, it's just you don't see it going any further than that and I must admit girls see sex in a total different way than what men do to us men it's like once it's done it's done and there's no kind of cuddling or no caressing afterwards it's like done dusted not like jump on jump off kind of thing but there's not the thing that you you have in a relationship afterwards and and amount of times I've had questions from saying well, why don't we be in a relationship we do this so many times what don't you see that you're liking me and all that stuff and I'm like I'm trying to answer in, a, in the right way but also not trying to offend her and hurt her because I hate hating anyone and I probably answered wrong every single time but I clearly don't I just don't see her in that way I just see her in the first way so yeah as of now I'm pretty much single I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the right one but what is the right one jesus mary and joseph i mean christ you can search all your life and you'll never find it and i always say the famous saying is just don't look it'll always come to you but christ how long do you want to wait before something comes to you i always say life in general is something that you go out there and you grab it by its tail and pull it in and grab it and and what you want to do in life you make it what you want so when people say, oh, let dating come to you, let a girl come to you, don't make it the other way around. I'm like, I'm like oh, God, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, we have a, I'm 35 for Christ's sake. I don't really want to wait that long. But in the back of my mind, also, right right there in the deepness, I'm thinking, yeah, I do really want someone to, to settle down with and someone to, to, to connect with and, and be who I want to be with and basically not be embarrassed because that's, that's the hardest thing is, Dating is it is horrible. It is. It is. When I split up my ex of about no, two years ago, I still find dating so hard because it's like an opening up thing. You want to try and make that person interested in you. Um, if it's not just physically, but um, also like what's in your head and what you do and all that kind of stuff. So you're kind of opening yourself up and sometimes people just don't like opening themselves up so far. I mean, I don't. I like to be close to a certain extent. I like to do my thing and that is it. Dating is very much the opposite. If you're going to meet someone, you need to open up to make sure that they're like you and of course you like them. And it goes on like that. Jesus, dating in the day is what it's, what it's about, but still figuring hard. And I, and I still struggle with it and I will, I will struggle with it going forward. It's like, I'm speaking to a girl now, Maria, and she's absolutely stunning, way out of my pale grade. 
Jesus, weight on my pay grade considerably. But I'm still giving it a bash because in my head I'm thinking, I've got nothing to lose. You know what I mean? I'm, she might say no, and then boom, you just it's, that's done. Whereas back 10 years ago, when someone said no, it kind of hit you like a sledgehammer and it hurt. It hurt you physically and like emotionally thinking, fuck, why am I not good enough? Why am I not good enough? And uh, when you start asking yourself questions, you start contradicting yourself. And when you start thinking you're not good enough for not just a female, you start thinking you're not good enough to what's earth and you start feeling you're not good enough the way you look and your appearance and your mentality and everything that comes in between. And I don't want to be like that. So I just tried shooting the boat, try to go for a bit higher than what I would normally go for. Um, let see what happens with that one. Stay tuned, peoples. But yeah, just dating in general, it's just, uh, it's just a, it's an horrible regime and I'm still doing it. I mean... I still go to the gym. I say still. I've only been like three times in January, once this Feb. So I'm still doing it. So I can clearly say I'm still doing it. Just not as much as I want to. Um, dieting thing. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no. Weekends are cheap. Monday to Friday, I don't. Same thing. I'll eat three to four times a day on the Monday to Friday. Cost them at work. Um, and I will, um, I'll have a bit of a cheat day on a weekend. I'm still weighing. When I started off this whole weight regime, I was weighing 18 stone, and I'm weighing 16 and a half, so I've still lost a hell of a lot of weight. It's just trying to keep on it. It's, it's a slog. It really is, because it only takes for a few cheat days, and then you're stuffed, you're back into the regime. But I do like to have a cheat day a week. Well, I have a weekend cheat. Normally, it's a Sunday. Normally, it's actually, I'm lying. It's a Saturday. I have a few beers watching the game. Uh, but Monday's Friday I'm really good so you do say it's 90% diet 10% exercise and I do like to stick with that regime and that thought pattern if you don't then what else you got to stick by but gym for me is hardcore like when I finish work after a 9 hour shift I'm like oof I just want to get home and chill out get a shower do what I need to do and then cutting left basically down half another street which means going to the gym and parking outside the gym locking my motorbike up Getting in my gym gear, doing my session, getting out my gym gear, going on my bike. Going. It's like, I know it sounds stupid, but it's just a bit of a slog. So sometimes I just kind of miss it. So I've not really been sticking with that at all, but I'm trying to stick with the diet thing. So I'm trying to limit my intake on the calories. So I do try to still try and limit my intake on my calories of one and a half thousand a week, um, a week, a day, Monday to Friday. And of course, I feel that on a Saturday, Sunday. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a story that's beginning, there's a middle, but there's no end, and I will keep persevering. Because if I don't keep persevering, I'll let myself down, and if I let myself down, I'll question it more, and I think, why didn't I just do this and do that, and I, for a fact, I'll keep plodding on. Um, But, yeah, I'm not losing at the moment in time, I'm not gaining stones and gaining kilos or whatnot. I'm I'm at the right weight that I want to be for my height. Um I want to be a bit more less off but I want to tone up and I know the tone up's the gym part. So I'll keep you updated on that. Hmm, I know. Um so um HGC after dark, I don't know if anyone ever um has paid attention enough. I know I don't, but HGC after dark is a YouTube channel that I um I run. After that, Productions is what we run it as. 
and basically we go to haunted locations around England um, not just England we are looking at pushing abroad but at the moment in time it's definitely England and we just don't do any normal locations from abandoned to historical locations to locations that are very well known in the the media for, for supernatural occurrences and and things that happen there we've either done it or we have planned to do it um, there's one location that I do and it always does stick in the back of my head and it's the old care home that I did probably mid last year it was the most scariest most haunted location I think I've ever done in my entire life the whole place was just freaky and even the look of the building from the outside was wrong but when I look in the history of the place it even makes it more wrong air if that's such a word if you want to look on this um, episode go back a few episodes and it, I explain pretty much what happened when we went to this location me and Brett and also I think I mentioned when me and Michelle went there as well but I want to go back I'm going to do it I'm going to do it solo I've done one solo in the two years that I've been doing this and I've never done another one since because the first solo I shat my pants it's, it's a horrible feeling where you know in the back of your mind if something goes wrong what do you do and where do you run but more importantly all your senses on your body are enticing so much you don't know what to think and any little nook and cranny any little noise back then when I first did my first solo was a big thing it's like shit fuck what god where hello what's this now a year and a half down the line I'm more calm more relaxed more understanding of an old building shifts <laughs> and more understanding of certain sounds if I hear them I kind of know what they are so I'll just strike them off but this one location I first seen my first full apparition of an old gentleman so I, 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 in this whole building upstairs his name is Raymond and that scared the bejesus out of me the episode is on the channel to this day I still think about that every single day honestly because it really did put the heebie-jeebies in me we also got um, reactions and responses um, to questions that we answered which were perfect answers like there's a name for it what do you call it when it's when it's answered correctly to the question that you've answered there's a name for it tip of my tongue I can't remember but every time I asked the question I got this the answer which was perfect to the question and the tugging of clothes and just everything about the whole place the whole the old care home was run illegally for 20 plus years and the the things was getting through our technology was just being malnourished not fed right um, blisters because it wasn't turned because I know old people at a certain time in life they turn so they get blisters everything was wrong about it and I didn't see it properly at the time even when I came to edit I didn't see it properly so when I've looked back at the edits another time I think god I need to go back there with the right amount of questions with the right amount of time what more could you do and do it solo by yourself my heart rate is going to be increased by 20 to the dozen I'll be scared shitless but I'll also be calm to a certain extent where I know I can get a good episode I hope so I'm going to do this I want to do it tomorrow by the way I'm recording this Saturday um, what's the date 
the day it is Saturday, the, I will click up on my computer, the 11th, so I want to do it on the 12th. I am charging all my equipment as I speak right now, and believe it or not, I might attempt it tomorrow. I've got nothing planned. <sighs> so I need to build, me, build myself up tonight. Uh, so if, if everything's all charged, cameras, everything in between, everything I've got, if it's all charged tomorrow, I probably will attempt it tomorrow. Because next weekend, Hull City are playing at home to Preston, so in all fairness, I'm going to struggle that weekend. So looking at what's charging now, I thought it was already charged anyway, so there's not much that needs either charging or topping up. So theoretically, I've got no excuse. I've got the pin on my map, and I've got my motorbike with fuel. And I've got a Sunday that's nothing really prepared for it. So I've really got no excuses. But honestly, deep in the back of my mind, I'm pretty petrified. Because I know damn well, as soon as I walk in that property, and I settle down, and I put my equipment out and have my camera on, something will happen. Either something's picked up on voice via EVP, or I hear or see something. Because that's how prolific that little building is. Uh, and I know why it's prolific, because... For 20 plus years it's run illegally and a lot of old people have gone there to live their lying few years of life in between four walls of a building looked after by people that really didn't care for it or care for them even and they've died that way and they're very hurt and they're very confused and probably the reason why they roam the building still because either they don't know why to pass over or the reason why to pass over or they just don't want to pass over. They've either got something to say or they're just confused and just sat in the same frame that they have been when they was mistreated. And I, and that's probably why it was so prolific when we first got there. And I've done this location, I think, two to three times, but I've never done it solo. So I think if I'm going to test myself... This will be the location to do it, so I'm going to give it a go. Me in general, how am I feeling? I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. Bit lonely, I mean I've, I've got my ritual, I've done my thing. Monday to Friday job, football at weekend, that's pretty much it. A few times go to the gym if I can be bothered. I've not really got um, an out-out life, as in going out life, maybe because it's just hellishly expensive nowadays. I just haven't got the, fr uh, the the friends that have the same ideas of wanting to go out. I've only got a close-knit centre of friends. So, yeah, part of it does bother me a bit. It does get, it does get on top of me, not having a, like a partner I can just share things with and do things with. Yeah, bother fuck out of you know, and that's one of those. But I do enjoy talking to the mic. I think I need to start doing it a bit more because sometimes I'll sit on here and I'll start talking. Next thing you know, things come in the back of my head and I'm jabbering on for know, how long now? Thirty minutes. So yeah. So I think that's probably the next thing. I mean, I've had a few partners in between. Don't get me wrong, but nothing's fit the bill. Nothing strikes it as a definite. I'll uh, put all your eggs in one basket kind of girl. I don't know, it might be me. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I do go to Hull City every weekend. And we've had a good run of form. Uh, the signings that we've signed, which were pre-season January. Um, some of them were questionable. Some of them were brilliant. And some of them were too good to be true. 
and it's turned out to be the too good to be true are either injured or just can't play or the ones that were mediocre are literally injured and gone back off loan and the ones that were mm, were local boys or players that we've already had at the club and have played through their skin so we've had a bit of a dodgy start to the season and now we're actually doing okay at the moment in time of me speaking we drew nil nil with stoke away bearing in mind we've had two home wins of a one nil win at card one nil win with cardiff um at home we beat them one nil and we also beat queen's park rangers three nil so um at the moment in time we are i think we're clean sheets in three so we're not conceding three uh, undefeated, I believe, in one, two, three, four. Uh, we're doing all right. We're mid table. We're eleventh in the table, so we are. I believe it or not, without checking the table live, we are three points, I believe, off the playoffs. So, in fairness, uh, the season's gone okay. It's gone all right. It could be a lot better from what we've put into it, but we cannot fault the support that the owner has brought back into the club that we didn't have when um, Azim Alam owned it, which was our own old owner he owned the club for 10 plus years and first few years always glorious with a new owner plow money in everything's great we got promoted to the premier league everything's fantastic everyone's seen uh, the highs of the highs and of course when things don't go the way that people want to go and we go down a few divisions to the point we went to league one the owner closed his checkbook and literally not rinsed the club but took what he could and uh, put the club up for sale so a long story goes with the the old owner and he never did i mean he bought the club and was in dire straits so he did that good part was great um he did plow a few bob into the club and to keep us where we are and to much we wouldn't be where we are now without him so we can't fault him and bless his coins so he has passed away now so he, he's died now uh, and he still the club a year before he died, so I think he knew he was getting um, ill of health, and I think he needed to pass the club on and not pass it on to his son, but pass it on to new owners, so they've got a new, fresh outlook. And Akon, our current Turkish owner, um, has pretty much bought a, a, a breathe of a, a new, fresh light to the club. We're getting seventeen thousand plus every home game. We are taking. Depending on what allocation we get for away games, maxing out every single away game fixture. The owner has not only just done that, he said that travel from the MKM Stadium, which is our home stadium, to any away game is free and he will pay it outright of his own pocket for any support that buys a ticket for any away game. I've never heard or seen that from any other owner, apart from him. He's not only done that, right now of speaking, the earthquake disaster that happened in Turkey only a few days ago, he's now dedicated money to build more properties in Turkey of his local town and surrounding areas of properties that can not just be built properly, but take earthquakes of anything in its nature afterwards. So quite a few properties in Turkey you can clearly see were not adequate enough to take any kind of earthquake and don't get me wrong um, a 7.5 magnitude earthquake is pretty much a little shaky tea for the night so a lot of properties won't take that but he's dedicated a, a, a substantial amount of money to start building properties um, in buildings in Turkey um, that can really take that kind of earthquake 
going forward. And uh, yeah, the guy is a, a general legend. He goes to our local pubs, not my local pub, but the local pub for Hull City. And um, he will go there and shake everyone's hand and buy the whole, um, the whole pub around. It's, it's an absolute legend. You do not get them very much in football. And he's, it's, I feel so proud to this day that he's actually not just found the club but literally fell in love with the club with what we've all known and loved for years he's also fell in love with the club for what we're about and he didn't just think about the club as a money earner he thinks about the fans the support the town the city and what it can do to it and the crowds i mean they've jumped up substantially since he's been at the helm and the performances uh, have, have jumped up substantially since we've got Liam Mazzinia, which is an old left-back for Hull City that we used to play for Hull years ago. is now a manager, and we got him into the club, and he's Hull City through and through. And getting him into the club, the performances have just jumped up 110%. They really have. You can see the players are not just playing for him, but they're playing for the badge. They're playing for the crowd and playing not just for all that in, in itself, but for themselves. There's a, there's a group passion amongst the squad. There's a belief. And he made that belief that we're not just good enough to not just play in the championship, but we're good enough to, to not win the championship, but we're good enough to push any team on the given day for three vital points. We can beat anyone on any given day. We are Hull City. This is a dream. And you play for the badge, you play for that jersey, you play for the shirt. And he's put that belief in every single one of our players. We've not had that for a number of years, probably since Steve Bruce. Honestly, since Steve Bruce, I believe, we never had that. Even when we got the first promotion with um, Phil <sighs> Phil Brown, I don't believe it that then either. I just think he just brought players in from Premier League that were Premier League knowing they knew the Premier League and we paid the big wages and we lumped them in a squad in <laughs> first season we got through by the skin of our teeth and we didn't get relegated but that's because we were paying big bucks for big players that necessarily we didn't need to whereas now we've done the opposite we've got loan signs we've got a view to buys we've got homegrown players we've got players that are still at the club and he's mixed and matched everything to what he wants but more importantly, he's put his stamp on it. And he's not just put his stamp on it for the team and for himself. He's done it for the whole city. He's, I know he's turned around every day in that changing room and said, look, we're playing for the club and for the badge. We're playing for the right to play in this first team. We're playing for the, the team that deserves better. We are better. We are a dream. And we're going to be up there. And I tell you what, the last 10 games, you can tell. Ever since he came back in, ever since he came back in, ever since he came in, it's just fantastic. It really is, and we're going from strength to strength. And I've, I must admit, I'm very excited about what's going to eventually happen in the end of the season because we are probably three points now on playoffs. We've got a brilliant record in playoffs. Every time we've entered the playoffs, we've done well. We've got to promotion. We won the final, and we got to the Premier League. Scary thought, but we've also we've always done well. So. And that 0-0 draw today with Stoke away is still Stoke of 13th. But a point away is better than nothing away. So moment time, it's looking really good. Um, so yeah, Hull City is really good at the moment time. It could be a lot better, but don't get me wrong. Everyone's going to put hands up and say every home team that they support is going to be a lot better. moment time, I think we're doing really well for what we've got. As for mental health, um, what I'm thinking, yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling fine at the moment time. 
I'm level-headed and I'm, I'm I'm trying to keep my head above water. Um, yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? It's, it's a catch-22. You think you know yourself and you clear the dirt and it takes one person to ask that right question or that one thing that's to happen and like, you can either all go tumbling down or you can prevail. But at the moment time, I'm trying to be strong. I mean, I'm trying to keep myself busy, trying to keep myself, my mind off things that might not necessarily be important and trying to live a life, I think. I mean, there's one thing I've got to remember, like most, uh, is that what I think I've got, there's a lot of people out there that have got absolutely nothing. So what I've got would be cherished a lot by most. So always think of it like that. Don't ever think that you deserve better all the time. Live within your means. Push when you need to push. Yes, everyone's got dreams and aspirations, but only push and go for the aspirations when you feel it's necessary or when you know that maybe there might be a small little chance or maybe when everything in your life is clicked into place, you always say to yourself, what the fuck, just go for it. Live each day as it comes. Make each moment count. Um, never ever begrudge and let yourself down. Always deserve better. And never hate anyone. Always treat the next person how you'd want to be treated. Famous scenes in my little life. But I tell you one thing though, I need to keep doing these recordings because sometimes just talking like this is, is a godsend to a certain extent. It really is because not all the time can you talk to someone or talk about things like this in general, just normal life to life chit chat. Um, I ain't got a clue what I'm going to put the title on, but this has been Spouty Sense of Freedom. And again, this has been Dave. And I do apologise for the late, 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 late. Um, Upload, but I do promise that it will get better. Love ya.